Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Let's open our Bibles tonight to the book of Titus, Titus chapter 3. We're going to be going to Titus 3 tonight, and hopefully tonight we'll be concluding our study of the book of Titus, and we uh, are going to be talking about do everything you can. Do everything you can. Titus chapter 3, do everything you can. Wow. Last week, we had hoped to conclude the study of this New Testament book of Titus, this letter the Apostle Paul wrote to his friend and uh, one of his co-workers, one of his, if, if you would, good-for-nothing uh, employees. Okay, and, uh, you know, let me run this uh, word by you. Uh, uh, I, I, I stopped on my way out of the house tonight and, and, and stopped and wrote this, so they don't have it to put up here, but uh, if they did, uh, it would say this. Being sold out to God has less to do with what you do than who you're doing it for. Listen to me one more time. Being sold out to God has less to do with what you do and more to do with who you do it for. Do what you do. Do what you do best. Do what God has talented and gifted and, and encouraged and blessed you and enabled you to do. Do what God has made you to do, whatever it may be. You know, uh, God needs people in all walks of life, but do what you do for him, filled with him, filled with his joy, his peace, his love, his care, his concern for others. Let your light shine while you're doing what you do. Okay? That's what we do. Okay? So being sold out to God has less to do with what you do than who you're doing it for. Our church has been fortunate and is still very fortunate to have been allowed the privilege and the pleasure of sending so many missionaries on the fields of service around the world to spread the gospel during these last three decades together. Yeah, I, I've been amazed. We have raised up and we have recognized and we have prophesied over, laid our hands on, sent out, uh, and supported individuals from our church and families from our church on long-term mission endeavors. What is a long-term mission endeavor? A long-term mission endeavor is, is, is something that you're going to have to be gone for a year or more, okay? This is, the, the, this is my long-term definition. And you're going to have to move somewhere and you're going to have to get involved there somewhere. And, you know, and, and you're, you're going to have to take you and your family and, and you know, uh, make a living, make a life, and make a difference somewhere else for a long time. And so uh, we, we have been so fortunate to send families individuals from our church, recognized them, prophesied over them, uh, you know, uh, 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 sent them out, supported them on so many long-term mission trips, um, uh, on, on foreign fields to accomplish the work that God has called them to, that we have partnered with their calling and, and facilitated the work of a missions endeavor. And so, uh, you know, uh, people from our church and families from our church, uh, that they, they've moved from Southeast Texas here under our covering and with our support and because of our vision to foreign countries. They have moved from Mozambique to India, from Russia to Mexico, from Indonesia to Thailand, from England to the Philippines, from Vietnam to Latvia, from China to Kenya. Just, just, just to name some of the things that we have, that they've gone for one year, they've gone for three years, they've gone for 10 years, some of them for 20 years have been on the mission field 
people who sat in our church, people who came to know Jesus Christ in our church and, 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 and stayed and, and, and we trained them up and raised them up and laid our hands on them and identified a mission and sent them out to these mission fields, just, just, just to name a few. Uh, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, some are still there. Uh, we're, we're still partnering with them each and every uh, month. Uh, that they, they, they receive support every day. They receive prayer. Uh, you are making a difference. In addition to that, we have sent and supported uh, members of our church and teams and uh, uh, from our church family here on short-term missions trips. We have sent hundreds in the last three decades on short-term mission trips, those that last less than a year. We have been to more than 200 countries together uh, as a church reaching out. People from our church, envisioned by our church, some, you know, some, some vision that God has given me or given us, and we have put teams together and put support together and sent people from our church to, to a couple of hundred countries. Listen, that's, that's, that's not a small thing, okay? That's, that's, that's a real outreach, and, and uh, we've broadcasted the gospel message of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis on television to 242 countries over for, for a long term, okay? Uh, and and we've, uh, on, on top of that, we, th through the internet, on top of that, we have sent out for 15 years, every, you know, 24 hours a day, every day, programming, reaching out the gospel of Jesus Christ, going around the world into every place that an IP can receive it. It's amazing what we do together every single day. Our Golden Triangle Church on the Rock family has impacted as well our immediate communities. Here in the communities in Southeast Texas, we have raised up and, and sent out and financially supported the birth of a dozen local churches here in our communities. That's amazing. That is amazing. We've sent family after family after family on missions trip just seven miles down the road, 10 miles down the road, 15 miles, uh, you know, uh, uh, even 70 miles, 80 miles. We have sent families. We have sent family units out. We have found buildings. We, we went out as a team, you and me, and we've remodeled those buildings and we've, we, we've paid, we've, we've bought equipment. We've, we've trained up leaders and, 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 and recognized, you know, praise and worship leaders and, and singers and musicians and greeters and and sent whole teams of, of 50 people at a time out to begin different churches all over Southeast Texas. I mean, it has been an amazing endeavor. We have, we have reached out and, 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 you know, uh, uh, and fed people. We've, uh, you know, and, and we were recently given a building by Port Arthur, by the city of Port Arthur, which we are right now in the midst of uh, getting together the plan of completely remodeling and refurbishing it. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that, won't they, Joe? We'll be putting a roof on that thing pretty soon. And getting the interior built out just so we can help our community with more food. We feed so many families every month. I mean, just, just, it's just amazing what we do there and have been doing. Joe's been doing for 28 years. We've been partnering with him for, you know, for a couple of decades now and, and a, a little more than that. And on, on, on a daily basis meeting the needs and making the difference here in our community, we have raised up medical clinics in our community, counseling clinics, Okay, counseling schools here in our community. 
Things that are, that, that, that are amazing. I mean, and, and, you know, uh, uh, from, from food banks to feeding programs, we've rebuilt homes together. We have, we have taken the people sitting beside you, the people in this church. Uh, you know, we, um, on top of the, you know, 400 water wells we have drilled together. You know, uh, uh, all over the world, on top of, and, 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 and we've done all this pro bono. Not one person ever been, has ever been asked to give one penny Towards, towards, you know, towards, uh, you know, um, having their own home rebuilt, or, 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 or getting their own sack of groceries, or, or, you know, getting, you know, it's, it's just been amazing, what we have done together in the past few decades, the past three decades. We poured concrete. We've, you know, we've, you know, gosh, we've cleaned out houses. Hurricane. We, we fed, you know. We, we fed like 22,000 people the first week of, 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 you know, after Hurricane Rita. Right here in this foyer without electricity. You know, it's amazing. The past efforts of our church and the church that you are sitting in right now. The past efforts of our church on top of, of, of having weekly services, which it looks like that's what we do. You know, I mean, we look like a church. We look like a place you come on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and go to church. Oh, but that's not. That's, that's, that's what we get to do. <laughs> that's why we, we, we enjoy coming and worshiping and having the word. We enjoy being a congregation. We enjoy being a church, but you know, you've been around I me. Mean, come on. We're just about to take 50 people to India to, to, to do monumental, I mean, major campaigns. It's just amazing what we do together, reaching out around the world every day together and in our communities, making a difference. The past efforts of our church and, uh, uh you know, cannot be recounted in just these few moments, but it would, it would be wrong of us not to be very thankful to God. And for me as a pastor, not to be very thankful to you, you know, um, all, all glory to God, but all thanks to you for you have been the one that has carried this burden on your shoulders. You are the one that has gone. You're the one that's given. You're the one that's prayed. You're the one that stayed by the stuff. You're the ones that have been the ushers and the greeters and the singers and the musicians and working with the children and the youth. You are the one that, 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 you know, uh, uh, working, you know, uh, running lights, you know, uh, doing, you know, uh, uh, doing service to our house. You know, you are the one that has made the difference. You're the ones that's worked the Christmas fest and the, and the hallelujah nights. You're the ones that, that, that have brought your tithes and your offerings and, and made us able to reach out into all these countries and send monthly support to our missionaries still meeting needs and reaching out into communities and building churches. We together have built, you know, more than 200 churches in Kenya alone. I mean, uh, you know, and feeding centers and, and preaching points and orphanages all over the world. Right here from you, you, the people you're sitting, you have done that. You, can you imagine that from you? You know, I didn't do it. All I did was said, this is the way, let's go this way. And you guys have always said, okay, let's go. Listen, what we have done together has been amazing. But what we will yet do together would make your head swim. For we are stronger than we ever have been. We're more powerful, more capable, more full of vision, more full of God. We have greater energy and we have resources that, are, that, that, that God is making available to us. We are going to continue to be, you know, a grace to our community, continue to share the gospel around the world. We're going to stretch ourselves to do more and do better. We're not going to wear ourselves out. 
you know, we're going to continue to have fun. We're going to continue to, to be the church of the living God. And, and, uh, but I just want to say a big thank you to all of you who, who have made what we do such a pleasure and such a success. I don't often find enough time to tell you the things that you do on a daily basis. You know, I, I get to, you know, I get to read about it, hear about it, get the thanks, you know, you know, I get to commit you to things. I just recently committed you to one more project sometime between now and the end of the year. I don't even know what country it's in, but I, 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 I wrote a letter this week just in, from our hearts and said, look, we want to participate with Global Advance in, in some kind of endeavor to, to, to reach some uh, group of, 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 of people and spread the gospel somewhere before, between now and the end of the year, and, 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 and we're, we're going to pay for it. How? I don't know, because when I went and looked in the, at, the, at the missions, you know, we, we keep our missions going out. You know, it's coming in and going out. You know, we, we keep your seed in the ground, okay? We keep your investments invested. By the way, we, we, we pay pretty good dividends, okay? Uh, eternal life and a lot of crowns in heaven. But, uh, but it'll be here. It's not something we have to work toward. It's not something we have to sweat over. It's not something we have to receive an offering for. You guys are amazing. I just want to thank you. We are a blessed family. Okay? Thank you from the heart of your pastor, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, with my undying gratitude, I pray for you. I pray for your jobs, your businesses. You know, uh, I pray that everything you touch is blessed because I know what you have done and I know what we will yet do together. Thank you. Thank you so very, very much. Okay. Well, now let's get to the word tonight in Titus 3. Okay. <laughs> Have you found Titus 3 yet? Uh, you can look on with us if you'd like. I'm reading from the New Living Translation tonight. Last week we did the first eight verses, I believe. But just let me, let me catch us up on a couple of things that were important from last week that I don't want to push, uh, uh, push past tonight in, in, in concluding this. Uh, you know, he, he began with remind the believers about a few things. Just, just remind believers. And so let me remind you. One of the things that he wanted to remind us about was, was uh, submission. And obedience. You know, uh, obedience is, is what we should do. We should obey those who have authority in our lives. And we talked about it's important to teach our children and to remind ourselves and other believers that school teachers should be obeyed, that policemen should be obeyed, you know, that bosses should be obeyed. You know, we should obey people who are recognized authorities in our life those that God recognizes as an authority in our life. We should obey. We should obey our government. We should obey the laws. We don't live in a bad country. We live in a great country. We should support those in leadership. Leadership is not easy, okay? And we should certainly remind ourselves to obey God. But we should also be submissive in life. Submission is a Greek military term we learned last week, hupotasso. And it literally means, you know, to, 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 to get in line, to get in rank, to get in line, get in line. And that's what he's saying. It's a military term that means, you know, fall in, line up, arrange yourself is what it means to arrange yourself in line, in the line of life, in the position that you should be occupying. And at the same time to recognize that some people you are leading and some people you are following. 
and to recognize when you are a follower and when you are a leader and give your due to that position. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in a leadership position. Um, we need to lead. And sometimes we find ourselves in a following position. Well, we need to follow. And that is one of the things that believers in the church, the apostle Paul wrote to Titus, Titus need to continue to remind ourselves of. That, you know, let's, let's obey and let's be submissive. Let's have an attitude that recognizes legitimate leaders, that recognizes the authority. It's, it's not as easy to be your supervisor as you imagine. Okay, it's not easy on your boss. It's not easy. It is not. Okay, give them some support. Give them some respect and support leadership. Uh, also, he encouraged him in verse two, not to be slandering people. Watch what you're saying so that you don't end up, uh, you know, talking bad about other people. Because it, it really is equal, Jesus said, to murdering them, murdering their character, murdering them. And, and, and it can feel that. Betrayal can feel like that. It can feel almost worse, you know, uh, than, than actually being slapped, being stabbed in the back. So we don't, we, we're not of those sorts of people that slander other people. And then uh, he, he went on through several other things down through verse 8. And he encouraged us to remember the gospel and, and to make sure that we were teaching the gospel in the church. What is the gospel? Well, Jesus lived a sinless life, died an atoning death. You know, he, 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 he was buried. He was raised on the third day, victorious over sin, death, hell, and the grave. He's coming again. He will reign forever, and he wants to live in your heart. He will save your soul if you will ask him. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, these are the things that need to be remembered and need to be taught in the church. Let's make sure that we teach the gospel. Well, this evening, we're going to pick up where we left off. We'll be, uh, be beginning in verse 9 tonight as we're starting to read from the New Living Translation. Titus 3, verse 9. Do not get involved in foolish discussions. Let's hold it there for just a moment. Wow. You know, just like most of the other things written in the Bible, whenever you get a good phrase, when you get a good concept, whenever you really feel like you're getting the intent of God, you could just, you could just sit right there and soak. We could sit right here and soak in that. That is a concept. That, that is a godly admonition. When this letter was written, it was not written in chapter and verse. And so sometimes a verse does not contain the whole thought. Sometimes you have to meet, read more than one verse to get the thought of what God intended for you to know. Sometimes there are two or three or four thoughts in a verse. Okay. And so it was written as a letter. You can imagine yourself. I mean, we really aren't exactly sure where the period might go or where the comma might go in every indication, okay? And so the inflection as well. But we do understand the thoughts, the general thoughts and the concepts that are put together. And this is basically what he is saying is, is, is that we really should not get involved in foolish discussions, 
What is he specifically talking about? He's talking about discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in, uh, you know, about, about our standing with God, about maybe how important we are or maybe our lineage and you know, uh, trying in some way to place ourselves uh, in, 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 a, in, a, in a position above someone else that we might you know, choose to imagine that we should think ourselves better than someone else, that we would get involved in the carnal uh, uh, work uh, of, of emulation, that we would seek to excel at the expense of another, that we would, you know, you know, sometimes in order for people to feel better about themselves, they slander other people, okay? Sometimes... People imagine pulling one person down puts them higher, you know? It doesn't. But sometimes they just build themselves up as much as they can so that people will think. And he's here uh, encouraging us just not to involve ourselves in foolish discussions. He'll later on uh, kind of qualify that, not, not really qualified, but kind of make it an inclusive statement by telling us that these things just actually come to nothing, okay? Uh, it's not really important how important you are. Hello? Excuse me, but don't you know how important I think I am? You know, uh, your view of yourself and how you want other people to view you. And, and, and everybody benefits from being respected. And, 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 and many times, you know, uh, when you're in a position of authority or leadership, you need that respect of others. You need the confidence that that gives. But that's different here than just arguing over genealogies and arguing over how you got to where you are and, 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 and the foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees. Or, you know, uh, don't quarrel and don't fight about, you know, uh, obedience to the Jewish laws or, or, or what you're doing that's better than someone else and how, you know, don't, don't, don't argue and fight over these things. For these things, as he's saying, you know, all these foolish and unlearned questions, all of these debates, all of these arguments that we have trying to prove ourselves right, not necessarily prove Jesus right, but prove ourselves right, even, you know, at the expense of someone else being wrong, uh, all these things are useless and they're a waste of time. There are so many things that we could discuss in the Bible that would end up, if we were to start arguing or quarreling over them, they make no difference. When is Jesus coming back? Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? I don't know. And you don't either. No, you think you know. You believe you know, but it's not anything to argue about, okay? It's, it, it can't be known. Uh, you know, I thought Jesus was coming last September. Now I think he's coming this September. That's what I believe. I believe it, okay? I believe it and I'm preparing for it. I believe he's coming pre-trib, so I'm not getting any tribulation food stored up. If it doesn't happen, can I come to your cave? Please, you know, I'll admit I was wrong, okay? But I don't know. There's so many things that we don't know that we as a church cannot afford to let the devil divide us over. There's so many arguments in, in families, in 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 friendships that at the end make no difference. Yeah. Right. 
And that's what he's telling. Don't waste time on useless quarrels and debates over things that don't matter. Things that do not save the soul. Don't even get involved in these foolish discussions. Rather, he's putting this right behind the importance of teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have enough to teach. We have enough to talk about. We have enough to share. We have enough to agree on that we should be able to walk together for a million years. In fact, we should be able to walk together for eternity because one day the only thing that we're going to see is that we have been saved. Stick to the gospel message. Jesus didn't save us because of who we are. He didn't save you because you're rich or you're famous. You know, when you get to heaven, you walk through the gates. If you hear anything, you're supposed to hear well done, good and faithful servant, not well done, good and famous servant. And this is what he's saying. Uh, It's because of his mercy and because of his grace that we're saved. We're not saved because, you know, you know, we're, we're somebody. We're somebody because we're saved. And this is what he was trying in this day to get the people on the island of Crete who were attending the church to realize that there are no first-class Christians and second-class Christians and third-class Christians. We are born again by the grace and by the mercy of God. He saved us. He made us righteous. He filled us. This is just what he just said. He just said, he saved us, he filled us, he made us righteous, he declared us righteous, he filled us with his spirit. He's just said that in the verse above. And this is what we're supposed to claim, not our own righteousness, but his righteousness. Not I'm better than you, not well I'm better because I didn't do this to anybody. I didn't, I mean I don't do this, so I'm better. I mean, yeah, I may do those things, but that's not as bad as that. It's so important that we don't present a self-righteousness, that we have a full embrace of our brothers and sisters and recognize that we were all sinners and we have been saved by his grace. Not everybody will do that. It's unfortunate in the year 2019, after 2,000 years of this being taught, That as a pastor, that I have to stand in a church and continue to remind us of these things. Why do we have to do this? Because there are people who have attitudes and not gratitude. There are people who feel better than other people. There just are. I don't, I, I know where they got it, the devil. And we're born with that nature. We're born with the capacity to not want to fellowship with someone who is saved because they are not of the same economic status that we are or because they're not as smart as us or because they don't dress like us or because they're older or because they're younger. We have that capacity. We should be trying to put it down. We should not be promoting it or supporting it. But it happens. In fact, 
Sunday mornings have been called in America the most segregated hour of the week. Separated in churches because of economic status, because of racial differences, because of political differences, because of denominational differences. Do you know that some denominations believe they are better than other denominations? Do you know that some denominations believe that you are going to hell because you do not belong to their church? It is sad in the year 2019 that we have to continue to talk. It's no different than the Jews believing that they were better Christians than the Protestants. It's no different. You don't keep some ordinances that other churches keep. There are churches tonight that are meeting tonight that would probably not appreciate you being there if you were not dressed a certain way or act a certain way. These are sad moments of judgmentalism and criticism when someone might walk into their midst that that person who might be different that they might not be embraced, that they might not be loved, that they not, might not be shown hospitality. This is not the will of God. It is not the way of God. And we should be teaching the gospel, not teaching divisiveness. It not only happens in churches, it happens in cliques in churches. Thankfully, our church, I, I don't know of cliques that we have. We kind of have put the world on your shoulders and it makes petty problems go away, you know? But, uh, you know, there are, there are you know, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't imagine that, that if you came into our church that you would feel conspicuous if you were dressed like a witch or like a king. Now, this Sunday, I know somebody's going to come with a crown and a robe, right? <laughs> I don't imagine that you would feel conspicuous, you know, uh, you know, coming about anyway. I don't know. I, 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 I don't imagine that, that, I mean, you might feel conspicuous just because you are conspicuous. But, but it's not like we would just shun someone, you know. I mean, if we found out that there was someone here that spoke in tongues, we wouldn't talk bad about them. <laughs> someone that was, you know, of a, of a Baptist, a Methodist, a Church of Christ, Episcopalian, Lutheran, Catholic, you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're all the same. But that's, that is a work of God in you and in our church. It is not so everywhere. Okay. And it will not be that way here if we don't stay on top of it. Because there is a carnal encroachment in life. And we cannot afford to allow in our own life to have exclusive, divisive tendencies or tactics. Which one of God's children, does he not want to come up there because he's embarrassed about them? 
I have had pastors leave my organization because they did not want to fellowship with another one of our pastors because of the way they looked. Only. It's a sad day. Verse 10. If people are causing divisions among you, give them a first and a second warning. Consider this your first. Well, I don't know anybody causing divisions. So once you do, I'm going to warn you. Don't do that anymore. And a second time. Okay, stop. You go the second mile. But then, after that, have nothing more to do with them. Stop supporting people who cause divisions. Don't, don't, don't encourage them. Don't support. Don't, 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 don't. Listen. It's one of the worst things for God to have his family divided. It would be for you. It would be for me. But the devil can't divide us unless he can find someone to work with him. And to cause divisions. By slander or by emulation or by, you know, uh, uh, you know just divisiveness. Ex excluding people. For people like that who, who, are, who are just have a, some, you know, an, an ungrateful attitude about being born again themselves. I mean, you were born out of sin like everybody else. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. You know, uh, correction is an unfortunate responsibility of the body of Christ. It just is. It's an unfortunate responsibility of, 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 of friends. Iron sharpens iron. Paul told Titus to not put up with these unruly, stubbornly opinionated people who refuse to recognize authority and just go ahead and cause division in the body of Christ. I'm so glad we don't have that. I'm not speaking to a problem. But he nonetheless said, remind us of these things. As a leader in the church, he said, warn them. And, and he said in verse 12, let's, let's, let's read the rest of this so that we can conclude uh, quickly. I, I am planning, he said, to send Artemis and, 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 and uh, Titius to you as soon as... As one of them arrives, do your best to meet me in Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay here for the winter. That place is in Greece. You know, uh, uh, it was important to the Apostle Paul that Titus come and help him. He had something for Titus to do there. And, and, and gifts, specific gifts are important. Some, you know, some things are, are skill sets. And Titus had a skill set of setting things in order. He needed him in Greece. But he said it's very important for the church to have leadership. So don't leave there until you get a replacement. It's a, it's a very important principle in the word of God that you stand at your post until you are properly relieved of duty. He said in verse 13, do everything you can to help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos with their trip. They were going on a mission trip. He said, do everything you can, basically, to support them and give them money. Do everything you can. See that they are given everything they need. You know, here he is requesting missionary support from a missionary. 
<laughs> you know, work a little harder, work some overtime and give these guys some money and help them on what they're doing. Uh, and, and, uh, he, you know, raise money among the churches and support the missions work through these two men. They're doing something important. Verse 14, I, he, he, he said, because our people, our people, you, you are our people. You are the, our people he's talking about. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. We, we must learn. We must learn what it's like to help people go and do other things. The urgent needs of those who are sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel, specifically uh, uh, here, uh, Zenos and, and, and Apollos. We must learn by, by meeting their urgent needs of, of preparing them to share the gospel uh, uh, that, so that we will not be unproductive. We can be productive by helping other people do what they have been called to do. You know, your, your job is important. It's not what you do that makes such a difference, but it's who you do it for. What are you working for? You should be working for all the wonderful reasons of family and home and, and, and community, but you should also be holding in your heart that you work your work is for the Lord, that whatever you do, you do faithfully as unto him. Verse 15, everybody here sends greetings. Please give my greetings to the believers, all who love us. I guess that wasn't everybody, but everybody that loved them anyway. May God's grace be with you all. And so concludes the book of Titus.